Back about eight years ago, I spent quite a bit of time in Ukraine, um, first covering the Maidan protests that eventually led to the ouster of the previous uh, back president then, Viktor Yanukovych, who was essentially a Russian-facing uh, leader, much loathed in the country, chased out. Um, and then again, when I spent time in the in eastern Ukraine, uh, when Russia in uh, Russian-backed rebels invaded that area, and again at the same time invaded and took over Crimea. One man I'd often go see back then was Alexei Haran. He was a professor in, in Kiev. And if I was in Kiev, which we'd always be in, on the way in and the way out, especially to the war zones, I would always stop in and talk to him. He'd walk me sort of through the complexities, complexities of it all. He'd been there for, obviously, he'd been following this for a very long time. Now, he warned me back then that Russia's invasion of Crimea and the war it supported in the east and the east of the country could threaten the rest of Ukraine and beyond if not checked. So when this war broke out, I had spent quite a few days trying to get a hold of him, not knowing where he was. He's still in Kiev, and I wanted to call on him again. I call on him again. So joining me now from Kiev is Alexei Haran, Professor of Comparative Politics at Kiev Molia Academy. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Nice to talk to you again. Thank you for your solidarity, for solidarity of Canadian people and government. So we know that Canada is with us, and we do appreciate support Canada is providing to the fighting and free Ukraine. I wanted to ask you about, I mean, you followed this. We, we talked about the threat of a Russian invasion eight years ago during Crimea when we were in, I was in Kiev right. with you. When you've seen this happen now, were you surprised at all? And, and was it frustrating to have seen the fact that you had been warning of this for so long and there had been so little reaction? Yes. I think that unfortunately the West didn't do enough to prevent this war because we were talking about aggressive aggressive Russia for years and especially since 2014. There were no, the sanctions were very limited. There was no reaction in 2015. In 2018, there was no enough reaction before the war. Now, there are really serious sanctions for Russian economy. If at least part of them uh, were introduced even several months before the aggression, I believe that could be stopped. stopped. So, unfortunately, it, it, these sanctions are belated, but now they started to work. And I believe that with every day that Ukrainians are defending their country and their capital, the effect of the Western economic sanctions is, uh, is, uh, will be more and more for Russian economy. So, frankly speaking, I believe that soon Russian economy will collapse. Unfortunately, I am not sure... If crazy Putin uh, fully understands that, because look, even on the before several days um, on the eve of occasion, just several days before the occasion uh, aggression, yeah. we were we were debating what would be potential scenarios where Putin may attack, and most analysts, including myself agreed that large-scale war is not very probable because it would be too costly for Putin. So we considered more the so-called limited military operation. But again, you know, Putin did crazy things which are totally counterproductive for Russia 
for Putin, for so-called elites around uh, around himself. So this is suicidal for for Russia, and it means that Putin totally misunderstands. Ukraine, that he doesn't receive an adequate information from his intelligence services. And this is the most surprising. Look, because there was a lot of data, uh, sociological polls, that Ukrainians would defend their countries, that they are ready to do that. But they miscalculated. We see the Russian army, the 20-year conscripts, you know, they are children, and Putin is sending them to the bloodshed. So, uh, you know, the decision-making process in Russia is crazy. So I think that a lot of um, either intelligence do not provide an adequate reporting to Putin. This is one of the options. Or Putin cannot understand it, and why they can't provide and adequate information because all the system is corrupt. They know that Putin would not like information on the of the readiness of Ukrainians to defend. So they didn't supply information which Putin would not like. And as a result, these crazy miscalculations. The typical mistake of the long-serving dictator to not have anybody but people telling him what he wants to hear. That being exactly. said, Alexei, how in the very short term, it sounds like he's not going to back down. And that's, and if you're, if, if it's that, that's a, a terrifying proposition for cities like Kharkiv and Mariupol and Odessa and Kiev. Yes, correct. But actually, it means that they are losing the situation on the ground. So today there was an interesting uh, shift in uh, position in position of Lavrov. He said, Minister of Foreign Affairs and War Criminal, uh, he said that for Russia it's important to prevent installing certain weapons in Ukraine which are uh, offensive weapons. And this is an interesting term because if Russia is going to um, discuss this issue. It, it's possible to be discussed, okay? So, for example, that we do not strategic uh, nuclear weapons on our soil. Well, this is possible to discuss, okay? And it could be a face-saving solution for Putin. Definitely, we will not agree to all his crazy statements about uh, neutral status of Ukraine, about Lavrov is still speaking about uh, denazification and uh, of Ukraine, which is crazy. And definitely, uh, it's not, well, simply, this is crazy. But some things could be discussed, like uh, the absence of strategic weapons in Ukraine, NATO weapons in Ukraine, or Ukrainian nuclear weapons, which we do not have at the moment so well. We can discuss it, we can agree to that, and it would be face-saving solution for option for Putin, if he would like to have this option. But unfortunately, I think that Putin definitely will try to uh, increase his bargaining position 
during negotiations. And it means that he will continue to shell Ukrainian cities in indiscriminate bombing. Speaking with Alexei Horan, Professor of Comparative Politics at Kyiv Mohilia Academy in Kyiv. When we come back, I wanted to talk about specifically Canada's support. You mentioned it at the beginning and how that has helped, what more can be done. And again, I would like to touch on the hope for negotiation. We'll get to that after this. I'm back with Alexei Horan, Professor of Comparative Politics at Kyiv Mohilia Academy. He's speaking to me tonight from Kyiv. What you said about Vladimir Putin um, do you think there is an opportunity for negotiation here before this goes too far? You talked about a face-saving opportunity perhaps for Russia, but do you see that happening? And do you feel like the pressure within Russia is building up enough to force Putin to back down? Well, Russians are starting to protest, not all of them, not all. And we have, I will give you my personal example. Uh, We have relatives in Russia. Some called and said that they are ashamed. Some called that, well, you know that uh, that you receive, you Ukrainians received what you deserve because you are Nazi. Uh, some said we are out of politics, so the war is between politicians. Politicians, we are for peace. So they do not condemning, so condemning Russia per se. And finally, some relatives didn't even bother to call us. And just to ask this typical American question, are you okay? <laughs> uh, didn't bother. So I think this is actually shows what, uh, what Russian society is. There are people who are protesting. But a lot of society is still silent. And that's why we think it's important that economic sanctions, which are imposed on Russia right now, they will also hit Russia as a country, Russian citizens, because they were electing Putin the silent about all the acts of Russia's aggression, and now they are to be responsible for that. I would rely even more on the so-called Russian elite, the oligarchs, the people around Putin, because Putin is, you know, Putin is sinking so uh, in the water, and uh, he's taking all with them, with him. So their uh, their assets are collapsing, they are decreasing dramatically. Their status is collapsing. You know such people as Abramovich, a billionaire, now he's trying to sell Chelsea Football Club. Uh, They are their assets in the West. A lot of these assets have been freezed. They cannot use their air charter airplanes to go outside of Russia, you know. So I think they are starting to understand they are losing billions, billions of money. Professor Alexei Horan, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Sure. And we need more solidarity. We need your support. Again, we do appreciate what Canada is doing, but, uh, you know, we need to 
strengthen our forces, to coordinate our actions in order to stop the war and to make Russia withdraw all its troops from Ukrainian territory. What can Canada do? What, what, what more can Western nations do now? Well, the Western nations, uh, what they can do, you know, uh, first of all, disconnection of all Russian banks from SWIFT. All. Freezing Russian assets everywhere. Everywhere. Close ports for Russian ships. Ban Russian airlines everywhere. Stop buying Russian oil and gas. Excluding Russia from all the... Uh, sport competitions. You know that now in some cases they can still participate but without using Russian uh, flag. Ban. Ban all Russian sportsmen, all Russian teams from any participation. Stop. I think it was actually one of the, thing, one of the symbolic things. There is famous uh, Russian conductor, Gergiev. Yep. And he was conductor in Munich. So and they this, he he's about supporting annexation of Crimea. He's supporting Putin all the time. So now the contract with him is suspended. Full stop. This is a huge blow. Okay, symbolic blow. So do it everywhere and rally around, rally, rally and just do what ordinary citizens may may do. So they. Donate to Ukrainian army, to Ukrainian volunteers, to Ukrainian humanitarian organizations. Rally in the uh, rally around Russian embassy and uh, uh, and consulate. Stop buying Russian products. You go to the store, you see the product from Russia. It should be banned. Don't buy it. So, and be creative. Yeah, I think Canadians are creative. So you can invent something else, which I am missing. Professor Alexei Horan, again, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. We shall overcome.